The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Welcome to another episode of Empowered. I am so excited for this episode and the topic that we're discussing today after receiving so much feedback earlier this week on it. It's all about setting healthy boundaries at Christmas time. Uh, And as this episode goes live, it's only five weeks, guys, five weeks until Christmas. Um, So I'm sure that there's some goosebumps going around, maybe some hair standing on the back of your neck, but I'm going to be unpacking some stuff today that I think will help alleviate the pressure valve that is Christmas. Uh, So I'm really excited to dive into that. But I wanted to start off today with three recommendations because it's been a hot minute since I've been in here solo and shared what I've been watching and reading. Uh, And I just also want to recommend this in um, before we go on holidays and that kind of thing so that you have something to watch. The first one is a Netflix movie. It's called Love Hard and it's starring Nina Dobrev. And it's about a woman who is looking for love and she's on dating apps and she flies 3,000 miles across the country to surprise the guy that she's been talking to and she ends up being brutally catfished. So it's a really cool, fun movie where I was like the whole time wondering whether she was going to find love or not. And I feel like it's been ages since I was wondering, like I always find, like I've been finding movies recently really predictable. So that's a good one to watch and it's Christmas themed. So perfect timing. Uh, the next one is a chiclet, and I did recommend this on Instagram stories, but I always get asked for chiclet and rom-com books to read. And if there is one book that I want you to read over the Christmas break to have some sort of escapism and lightheartedness, it's The Road Trip by Beth O'Leary. It is so fun. It's about um, two people that are ex-lovers who find themselves on a road trip together unexpectedly. It's in a Mini Cooper with three other people. So there's five people in this Mini Cooper trying to get to a wedding and two of them are ex-partners. And it's really, really well written. There's so many different lovable characters and I loved it. And the last recommendation I have is Will which is Will Smith's memoir. I'm almost finished it. I actually bought it for Clay, but I had finished the road trip so quickly that I didn't have the next book lined up. So I picked up his book and I was like, I might just give this a go. And within the first night reading it, I knew I was going to finish it. I'm not even like a massive Will Smith fan. Like I don't think I really even like I was born in 1991 and by the looks of things, yeah, he kind of really skyrocketed into Hollywood stardom around the late 90s. And uh, yeah, it's just a really interesting book about incredible work ethic and coming from a home where there was DV and where his dad was just super hard on him. And he's 53 now. So he's learnt a lot and he's raised a family and it's just really interesting to see what he's gained and uh, what he's lost as well. And yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. So if you're into that kind of thing, I recommend Will. So let's get into the episode. So we are talking about setting healthy boundaries at Christmas. And I, I guess the aim of this episode is to, like I said earlier, alleviate the pressure and hopefully give you some tools and some perspective and help you understand where some of these anxieties may be stemming from and also how we can navigate setting these boundaries because it can be a really difficult thing to do. 
So firstly, I just want to disclose that a really obvious thing about Christmas, you know, we watch movies, we watch shows, we are fed from a really early age that Christmas must be spent with family. And it's a magical day that we have fun and we cook and we eat and we laugh and we be merry. And for some of us, that might be true. That might ring true. And some of the best memories we've ever had as a kid is at Christmas time. And I think it's important to note that this episode isn't for everyone, but I also think it's for a lot of us and it's it may not directly affect you, but it may affect someone you know or even someone within your family. So I do feel like it's really important to, I guess, take a step back and remember that Christmas is just another day. It is just another day, but society and everything that we consume puts a lot of pressure on this one day to be perfect. And whenever you set the expectation for something to be perfect, for something is going to be like the funnest, bestest day, your expectations may not be fulfilled. They may not, the bar is so high that it's kind of no wonder that some Christmases don't really end up the way that we expect it to. And it's not as fun as we want it to be. So I just wanted to give us that as a preface. Secondly, I want to talk about the mental load that falls predominantly and generally speaking on the woman. And if you are a mum, that can ring true even more. There's so many things that we need to plan that fall on us. When to put up the tree, what we're buying the kids, moving that elf, um, all of the things, even like from what we're going to prepare, where we're going to go, a lot of that, generally speaking, falls on the woman. So we have so much mental load going on in the lead up to Christmas. Not only that, but I think it's pretty common for women uh, that we have to, generally speaking, again, navigate the emotional needs of our family and our extended family. So therefore, we have the logistics side of things, the mental load, and then we're also navigating the emotional needs of our families. And this is so exhausting and so much pressure. And I'm not saying that men don't do this, but I think generally speaking, it's pretty safe to say that this is pretty common. So we are in the lead up, preempting, 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 sorting, preparing, getting lists out budgeting and thinking of so many things to prepare for Christmas. And then there is things that can activate our triggers on Christmas Day. And I said to my Instagram following and you guys earlier this week, what are the some of the things that kind of come up for you at Christmas time? And I hope that by sharing some of these scenarios, you're going to understand that you are so far from being alone if you find Christmas a challenging day. And I am one of you. I am definitely right there with you. And that's why I wanted to talk uh, to you guys about it today because I, I hate the feeling or hate knowing that there are so many people out there who feel shame or guilt because Christmas isn't the day that they want it to be or they feel isolated because they don't experience the same amount of joy or that they're missing that feeling of magic. Um, you are definitely not alone. And I also think you can be both. I experience so much joy, and so much love and magic on Christmas, but I also really struggle on the day as well. So here are some of the things that you guys shared with me. Uh, one of the scenarios was my family don't make an effort all year, but expect everything on Christmas day. Another one was rushing between families of divorced parents. And a few of you said that both of both sides, your partner and yourself, 
had divorced parents. So that's four family homes that you need to drag your family around on one day, which just gives me the heebie-jeebies and I feel for you so much. Um, There was also inconsiderate comments from family members, which I can totally, like I think every single person has had an inappropriate from a family member, but I understand that that can also really grind on you and really weigh heavy if it's continually reoccurring. Uh, the pressure to buy something for everyone in the family. So there's like there was a lot of people uh, voicing that there was financial pressure and financial expectations that really stressed them out during Christmas time. Families who make children hug or kiss, like forcing children to hug family members when that may be a trigger for you. Uh, not enough time to fit it in. I think everyone can really relate to that kind of stressor. This woman wrote, having to be with people who have hurt me and surrounded by the people who allowed it to happen, which definitely broke my heart. And I think, unfortunately, again, people will be able to relate to this. Um, There is, when we gather as a family, there are sometimes external, like kind of distant relatives or relatives that you don't have to see in your free time. But at Christmas, it brings everyone together and you may be in a room with someone that you really don't want to be around. There were also listeners that wrote in expressing the loss. Um, Some of the listeners had lost their mother. One woman in particular had lost a child and they expressed that Christmas is a super painful time for them because it's a reminder of not who's there but who isn't there at that time. And, you know, to be honest, I just broke my heart and I just want to acknowledge and hold space for all of you. I think Christmas can bring up so many different emotions. Like I said earlier, there are so many expectations for you to have fun. If I was to say to you, hey, do you want to go into that room? But you have to have fun. It's almost like this forced thing, right? And you're like, well, what's going to make it fun? Like, do I have to? Like, anytime you say you have to do something, you're going to feel a bit like pressured. So it's just this pressure cooker situation. And I want to express, as I said earlier, that feeling of grief existing on Christmas Day. I think that grief is a very common feeling to have on Christmas Day because I think that it's kind of a reminder or it can be a reminder of what you don't have in your life. That is that for me. I wish I had the mother that I um, have dreamt of or the father that I had dreamt of. And I think because it's so family focused and so family driven, when they're not there, it just reminds you of what you don't have. So I think that kind of normalising the fact that there are so many people grieving on this day, I hope it gives you a little bit of comfort, not that other people are hurting on the day, but that you're not alone in experiencing these feelings on the day. And I want to acknowledge something else as well. If you're sitting here and you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking, well, my parents weren't that bad or my auntie isn't, you know, she doesn't mean what she says or nothing monumental or too crazy has ever happened to me. So that means my feelings are kind of invalid or dismissed. I want you to note that just because something monumental hasn't happened to you doesn't mean that it didn't hurt you and doesn't affect you to this day. Sometimes when someone says something to you over and over again, uh, it's just words, right? But language is really, really important. And if you don't feel seen or heard, that's going to start weighing on you. Being dismissed and I guess neglected in a way 
really weighs on you. And this may be something that the, a, a relative says to you, when are you going to meet someone? What's wrong with you? When are you going to get a real job? When are you going to settle down? Or they question your life choices every time, or they ask when you have kids. All those questions weigh heavy. And I think it's really valid and important for you to acknowledge how that's making you feel. And sometimes it can even cause anxiety in the lead up because you know they're going to say it. So it's worth acknowledging that within yourself and maybe creating a bit of a pathway that's going to lead up and help you um, either mentally prepare for that question or even have an uncomfortable conversation with that person to let them know that you need that boundary set or create that space with that person, um, which again is very difficult to create space when it's Christmas Day and they're right there. But explore it and don't dismiss these feelings if what that person has done to you isn't as, uh, I guess, it's not the criteria for abuse or it doesn't, you don't feel like it warrants calling it trauma. Um, and I think the other thing is like that reminded me of that is in my experience, name calling when it's like just a joke or it's lighthearted, but it actually really grinds on you and really affects you. It could be about your weight or it could be about the way you look or it could be about you not making a sporting team, whatever it is, like that, that thing that grinds on you, nip it in the bud. Don't let, it, don't let them say it. Like do, tell them how it makes you feel and ask them not to repeat it because you don't want to go through every Christmas experiencing the same thing, you know. For me personally, I wanted to share a little bit about my Christmas day and what it brings up for me um, because I feel like storytelling is a, is a great way to, I mean, open the conversation and I know vulnerability and transparency is a way that we can help heal each other. But for me, Christmas builds such a, an anxiety underneath the surface and I feel like Christmas for me as a child before my parents had abandoned me was the most stressful day of the year to the point where I just wanted to be invisible. I did not want to make any trouble. I was there fixing things if I could. I did not step a single foot out of line because if I did, I was either going to be yelled at or hit. So I was the ultimate people pleaser on Christmas Day and I helped as much as I could. Everything had to be perfect. And then the other side of that, there was severe neglect and abandonment. So I don't think I've ever felt more lonely than I did on Christmas Day as a child. And that was a really painful thing. And that's where that grief comes from. So I think in a way on Christmas Day, as it kind of comes up, I want to make sure everything is perfect. And I started to witness that as I started to feel so anxious around my family. Like it was like once the presents were done, I was like, oh my gosh, what's next? Is everything going to be okay? Have I done enough? Are they going to be happy? And I would be really sensitive to what was happening around me. Like if, you know, Clay, I don't know, picked something up quickly and I thought he snatched it, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I would be so hyper vigilant um, with the people around me. So when I get asked to go somewhere else, um, like to my foster family's house or, you know, to a friend's house, I get really worried that I can't control the environment because control and certainty meant that I was safe as a child. So I understand now that my inner child in the lead up to Christmas has been screaming in this current day going, 
don't step out of line. Make sure everything's perfect. Make sure everyone's happy. If they're not happy, that's a reflection of you and you're not safe. So it's understanding where this has stemmed from that has helped me know that this year I'm going to be creating a lot more space for myself and I've already created so many um, healthy boundaries and preparation for myself on this day. Last year what ended up happening was we went to the beach and on the way there I said to Claire like I am struggling, like I am having some sort of anxiety going down and I, I don't know where it's coming from, I didn't understand it yet. But what happened was we went to the beach and I said I just need to just figure my shit out. I need, I just need some time by myself. He's like, yep, cool. I'll play with the kids. And I walked for 20 minutes. So we got to the beach. I think we went to um, like Miami, which is, you know, 20 minutes down the road. And I walked for 20 minutes and I started, I was like listening to like nice calming music and I started crying. And this was in front, this was on Christmas day on the beach. So I'm sure that someone would have seen me and been like, why is that woman walking on the beach and crying? But what was coming up for me was like the realisation of why I felt so anxious and why I was so stressed that everything had to be perfect. I was unpacking, I was pulling back the layers and I was like, shit. And I also, what came up for me, and I want to share this because I think it'll help people, is I felt shame and guilt for feeling that because I was like, you're 30 years old. I was, yeah, I was 29. I was 29 years old. You have fought so fucking hard to be where you are now. You have a loving husband and two beautiful humans and you're still feeling like a little child that needs to please everyone. Haven't you done enough of this? Haven't you done enough of that? Don't you understand? how? Can-? So I was still meeting myself with judgment and what I needed to do was the ultimate action of self-love and that's to honour how I felt and meet it with no judgment because we can't judge our emotions. We can't say this emotion needs to go into this box. It's an emotion. There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. It's an emotion. And if we don't allow it to pass and we suppress it, it's going to come out on the people that we love and the people that do not deserve it. So I just honoured it. I was like, right, this is where I'm at. And I stared at the ocean and I bawled my eyes out and I let it all out. Like I just released it. And I was like, this is what I need to do today. Yes, it's Christmas day. Yes, I'm meant to have a magical day with my family. Yes, I've worked really hard to make it a beautiful day. But not allowing these emotions to come out is a complete abandonment of self. So I let it out. And that's what I want you to take away from this story that I'm sharing with you today. You got to let this shit out as uncomfortable as it is. And it's also about creating that space on the day because I've done the opposite as well and just kept myself really, really busy and had like family and friends to visit. And, you know, I still felt it bubbling underneath the surface um, and letting it kind of like snap out of me or be projected in another way or numb it out with alcohol. There's all these different ways that you can, I guess, release it, but it's not very healthy. So allowing yourself that time and the space on the day to let those feelings come and then let those feelings go with no judgment is is a wonderful way to honour yourself on Christmas Day. I also wanted to share a question that I got from a listener that I felt was really something that a lot of people will be wondering um, once I share the takeaways and that's uh, this message from Anon. 
Holiday visits with family devolve into tense situations that bring up emotional triggers around painful memories, violation of boundaries and unrealistic expectations. Setting boundaries can be difficult when met with constant resistance and lack of understanding. It's sometimes like we push our own feelings and boundaries aside to please everyone else. So how do we set these boundaries and be true to ourselves without feeling guilty? So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, when I set boundaries, I don't feel bad at all. I have no guilt. Like I have the guilt. It's definitely there. But I think the answer lays in whether you want to let yourself down or let them down because you're going to have to let someone down. And I want you to picture this. I want you to think about how every single time you advocate for yourself, you are showing your children that you are advocating for yourself. You are role modeling to them that it's okay to choose you and let other people down. When you choose them and their happiness, they're going to see their mum stressed out, trying to meet these unrealistic expectations and advocating for someone else's happiness. And I'm not saying that you should just abandon all ship and be like, screw you, family. Screw you, Aunt Trish. I'm not coming to this Christmas. I don't think that's realistic. I know that this is complex conversations that require a lot of care and tenderness when you approach this. But I'm saying let's plant a seed for next year. Let's plant a seed within ourselves and let's plant a seed within our families. Ask your family what they would like. Maybe they haven't stopped enough to find out what it is that they would love to do over Christmas. And if it is, well, I just want the whole family to be together, which I can totally predict that that will be a lot of people's answers. We need to find compromise. Well, actually, mum, actually, dad, that may not work with me this year. I would really like it if I could just spend the time with my family that I've created and maybe we can spend Christmas Eve together. Maybe we can spend Boxing Day together. Um, maybe I could come over just for the morning and then I would leave around mid-morning. There's all these types of conversations that, that can be had when approached carefully and tenderly and if you let them down and they blow up, I mean, that's on them and that's a red flag. Um, and I think that when you are advocating for yourself, it is going to make people really, really, really uncomfortable, especially if all you've ever done is people please and give in and sacrifice your own needs and give it to them. Uh, but I guess, like I said earlier, it's really about planting the seed and um, maybe not changing the plans for this year, but becoming more aware growing within yourself, setting um, some really strong uh, boundaries, shifting that mindset mentally, protecting yourself energetically. And then once this Christmas is over or during this Christmas, you know, kind of having that conversation of, you know, my plans for next year, I was wondering if you'd be open to this X, Y, Z. And lastly, I want to say that we will always no one ever wants to disappoint their parents. No one ever wants to disappoint their loved ones. We all want to, I guess, give them what they want and we pedestal them and we want to honour and respect our parents. I totally understand that um, and I can empathise with that. Um, but if your parent or your uh, loved one or your auntie or uncle, whoever it is, is going to feel um, like they're going to hear what you want and they're going to say, I want you to do this anyway – then at the end of the day, they're choosing their own needs, listening to your needs, acknowledging them and saying, I'm going to choose me anyway. So 
you have to decide whether you're going to be okay with that if you do choose to, um, I guess, abandon yourself and not be an advocate for yourself and listen to them and their needs and I guess understand that this will probably be a cycle that continues and um, that's a really difficult thing to to preempt each year. So I hope that this conversation has given you some empowerment to make choices that really um, meet your needs and to be an advocate for yourself and for your family's needs. And I don't take this conversation lightly. I know that this has very serious consequences and impacts within family dynamics. And I think every single family is very individual with how you approach it. So I hope that this gives you some insight, maybe some better understanding, and maybe it's just a bit of comfort for now. Maybe all you get from this episode is just knowing that Christmas can be really painful for people and that you're not alone if you struggle uh, through the Christmas period. Um, And that it's both, that it's both magical, wonderful, and awfully painful at times. I hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. It was a little bit tough for me to talk about towards the end there because I don't want to be advising people just to break up with their families or anything like that. But I also want to empower you and to give you strength on making those really tough choices um, of advocating for yourself. Uh, I want to remind you that this episode comes out on Sunday night when our Black Friday sales go live and that is uh, 60% off our shop. Um, So if you wanted to pick yourself up some affirmation cards or workout programs or some cute teas, then head on over to Revy Jane shop. Uh, And I'm going to leave you with a affirmation for the week. And this is very relative to the episode topic. Repeat after me. I choose to listen and honor my own needs. I choose me. I loved that and I love you and I hope you feel really loved and I hope you feel seen through this episode. Uh, Have a good week. Bye.